Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got a safety draft preview. Do the safety dance. We're going through eight safeties. One guy I'd be, I would want to take at pick 25. Um, some guys over him, obviously. But like, if, pick him, if, if we pick Brian Branch, I'll just say it at 25. I'm happy about it. Justin, how are you? Bobby Skinner, hello. Two weeks, officially two weeks or one week and six days until... The NFL draft by the time that you're listening to this, I'm getting excited. I'm thinking about what we want to pick 25 is really hard because there's there's needs, but there are also maybe some good players that may be available. Are they going to be available? It's kind of like a hard, it's a hard process going through my mind what I really, what I really want right now, and also trying to think of what the Giants may want, what they're trying to do, and still trying to learn, you know, really what uh what Joe Shane's tendencies are. So I'm excited to get it done. I'm excited to get actually to the draft. Uh, I'm really anxious getting towards it. Um, I'm going to Martinsville, Virginia this weekend to see the NASCAR race. And then next weekend is the big uh, bowl and play crits ball tournament at the John Boy Media Warehouse that we're that we're filming. It's like my first big tournament. How are you, Bobby? Good. And we have three episodes next week. So you'll be doing a Talking Giants podcast from Mar- Martinsville, Virginia. It's going to be a fun time. Um, I'm good. I will say... It seems like, so Saquon Barkley can't go to these first workouts that start next week, right? Like, he can't because he hasn't signed the franchise tag. And he it wouldn't be smart for him to sign the franchise tag now. Um, you know, push it to the deadline. That's that'd be that's best business for Saquon Barkley. And then Dexter Lawrence, who wants to get a contract too, is, is not coming. And I, I've seen a couple of media people lose their mind over this. You know, Mike Lombardi and Bucky Brooks, who contradict themselves. Like, this is saying that, like, the Giants have a me disease because Daniel Jones got his money and these guys haven't got theirs. I'm almost almost convinced that Mike Lombardi got, like, he saw the West Steinberg tweet saying, like, Dexter Lawrence and Saquon Barkley are mad that Daniel Jones got prioritized over them. Like, the, the way their reaction is, is like if they took that as a real report, because there's nothing true about it. Like, Saquon Barkley was in Arizona this week with Daniel Jones and, like, 20 players. You know, like, they had a ton of players there. Their entire wide receiver room, their entire tight end room. Ben Bredesen, which was the most interesting thing to come out of there, taking snaps as center. So we called it. He was lying when he told Jordan Renant that he doesn't have any plan to take snaps as center. Lying. So Ben Bredesen was taking snaps. Tyrod Taylor. So the, all these guys were in Arizona working together, and then Dexter Lawrence was trying to get a contract done, but it, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. And this is this is part of the process. And luckily for the Giants, they play two positions where missing the first OTAs is not a huge deal, especially now that we are in the second year of this regime like defensive line you're not like it's good to be there want you to be there but you're not losing a lot not being there running back yeah there's some stuff there's some stuff but i'm telling you he saquon barkley won't be behind now he'll be behind if he misses all the otas and stuff but again it's different when it's business when it's Kadarius tony just skipping them because he doesn't want to go that's an issue Right. Like you can call him voluntary all you want, but that's an issue, especially when he didn't even get wasn't able to receive his playbook. Like if Darren Waller doesn't go, I'm going to be disappointed. If Paris Campbell doesn't go, I'm going to be disappointed. But guys dealing with their money, it's that's part of the business. I can't believe there's this reaction out of media like this is their first time like seeing this happen before. Yeah, you mentioned Michael Lombardi talk about the disease of me. Dable needs to snuff this out because this team is not good enough to deal with these issues. And then Bucky Brooks, you know, basically said, this is what happens when you overpay the QB1. The locker room knows the QB isn't special um, and yada, yada, yada. And they will get upset. Someone pulled up an article of Bucky Brooks writing about Daniel Jones and how, like, awesome Daniel Jones was this year, which is like, what is... What's go? What goes on in your mind to just contradict what what you say? Like, yeah. if you want to be wrong, be wrong. Don't contradict yourself. So, I got a little bit of an uh, amusement out of that. 
And I was like, I, I was like, do I have the energy for this? I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I'll. And I think, and I think Bucky Brooks also implied that it's hard for the stars to settle for lesser pay when you're paying when you're overpaying for a, a quote unquote manager a manager quarterback. Dexter Lawrence is not going to settle for less money. He's going to get a deal that's probably more than Jeffrey Simmons, which isn't Jeffrey Simmons earning like 22, 23 average annual value. If not more the same, which would be fair for both sides. So, I mean, Dexter Lawrence is not going to settle. Uh, You know, Jordan Ronan just said like a couple days ago that they are working out a deal. It's just, okay, it's not happening in April. Fine. Like, you know, the the draft still, still needs to happen. Um, And then, you know, we, we've talked about over and over again, how and why the, the giant shouldn't just ignore everything that's associated with extending a running back like Saquon Barkley, or just extending any running back and giving any running back big money, um, anything more than what the franchise tag is. Um, and then just, it's April, man. It, it, it's it's April. We It is in April. So Wild stuff. Um, but I am excited for like those first day of uh, like team gets back together, even though we've got a mini version of it in Arizona. Um, that was pretty cool, though, I will say. That was the biggest group they've gotten down there. Yeah. And, and the first day Darren Wall wasn't there. So remember like the, cause Daniel Jones has done this every year, him and his backup quarterback. He did it with Colt, uh, Colt McCoy too. Um, you know, like the whole, is Kenny Galladay there? And then it actually got false and reported that Kenny Galladay was, was there. Um, cause I was trying to get like that first Daniel Jones to Kenny Galladay throw for a video. Cause I just, I knew that would go huge on socials. Yeah. And I even asked a couple of guys that were there. I was like, what's, you know, Kenny Galladay. And they lied. Um, and then it oh. came out later that Kenny Galladay wasn't there. So I was like, come on, Darren Waller, just show up. Just show up. And Darren Waller was there. So um, they they had a, a big group uh, down there. So that is that is very cool. I wonder how many other teams like do that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is that something that every single team does or, or what? Like, I, I, I don't know if that happens. That is a large contingency. I'm 100% sure that, you know, Herbert's. I don't think other teams at least have that big of a group. Right, but, but right. Other teams do do that. Like, cause I hate to bring up this memory, but when Dwayne Haskins died, that's what the Steelers were doing down in Miami. Oh, like, yeah. they, and they go out and party and have a good time. Like, they're not just there. Like, they're going out in Arizona at night too. Um, in fact, one of the best like pictures of like the group of giants came from Arizona. Shout it's out a Chad boat. Slade. Was it a was it a was it a newer boat picture with no? Sales it was the and Chad Jones? Slade photo. Ah, the Chad Slade photo. The famous. Chad Slade photo. Yeah, but that's that's cool. Um yeah, so 15 guys uh 15 guys show up to Arizona, some new guys and you know a lot of other a lot of other veterans that have that have been here for the last, you know, however many years. Slayton been here for the last however many years and they're upset that Daniel Jones got paid mediocre money and they're taking less money. They're Darius really Slayton upset. said like I was almost happier for Daniel Jones when he got paid than I was myself. Yeah. All right, Justin, this episode was brought to you by a couple special people. We got Tim McGrath, who the baseball field name uh, near me, I think, is like Tim McGrath Park or something McGrath. I know it's McGrath. And then Anthony, I think this guy's been a Patreon before. Anthony Lioretti. Justin, who are these people? Lioretti. Don't lie. Tim McGraw, Tim McGrath. You have been a Patreon member before. Um, I have been listening to Tim McGraw a ton recently. Uh, the 35 uh, Greatest Hits album is very, very good. I think my favorite Tim McGraw song is Angry All the Time. I relate. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. That's the website you can go to to hang out with us live while we record the shows. Uh, Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail. And, uh, you know, there's some there's some shirt raffles. Day Balls of Steel. Get it. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. Love you. All right, let's get into these safeties, Justin. And the this the like the draft talking heads are right about this. It's a weak class. Um, I think there's at least out of the you know the ten safeties I've watched or eleven safeties I've watched, there's only one guy who I think is worthy of a first or second round pick. Um, and that'll be the first guy that we talk about. But you do have you have a lot of guys, Justin, who we talk about in this. Like they're all basically all versatile. Like there's really yeah. there's yeah. There's a couple guys we're talking about where I think they're should be limited towards the box in, in the NFL, but like they all have reps playing all over the field, and obviously that is huge for the Wink Martindale defense. Yeah, and, um, and they all are mostly fun too, which uh, honestly 
you know, you you texted me before. Let's take this guy off the list because he's not fun. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of like going off of the scale of a guy that's maybe boring, fun or really fun. And a lot of these guys that we're talking about, they they are fun players. But something that I feel like they do have in common is there's not when I, there's not a lot of athletes that have tested well at the safety spot that we're going to be talking about. And a lot of these guys are also a little bit undersized, but they don't play undersized. And I'm a sucker for that. If you're a little bit smaller, but you play hard, you play fast and you hit hard. I am a sucker for that. And a lot of these guys have that in common. I have a question to ask you about. Yeah. Basically the only guy that tested well, this group is going to be Sidney Brown. Right, right. I have a question to ask you about just the giant safety position in general and how you would approach it. Maybe how you think Joe Shane would approach it. So Xavier McKinney, I think can play in, in the box and deep, you know, Xavier McKinney is going to be versatile. He's going to go anywhere the Giants need, right? Pinnock, I would slate to be a little bit more as a deep safety, right? Yeah. Um, Belton can do Belton's both. kind of like that star role. Yeah. And uh, Bobby McCain is definitely deep safety. He's not playing the box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bobby McCain's deep. Like he's deep or nickel. So there seems to be just a natural need for a quote-unquote box safety. Are you looking at the giant safety position and kind of like that hole in that matter? Or are you looking at it as the Giants, hey, maybe they just need a safety, whether he can fill a role in the box or deep. I'll kind of just take whatever. Are you looking for something specific or no? Um, Yeah, like so we're going to talk about Brian Branch to start. Draft that guy. I don't care if you don't, you're not putting him in the box. But the guy out of Penn State, who we'll talk about second, Jair Brown, like he kind of fits what the Giants need in that box safety role. But I also, you know, I'm a big believer of not drafting guys to fit roles for year one because, yep. you know, unless you're taking a guy first round, second round, that's probably not the pro. You know, they shouldn't be put thrown into those into those roles right away. So I want to take guys who I think have the best chance to be good players and and make it fit as you go. So let's get into it. The first guy on this list we've been teasing, Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama, six foot, one hundred ninety pounds. Justin, he had fourteen tackles for a loss this past year. This guy is a versatile safety. He played that kind of star nickel role for Alabama. Um, to me, this guy is absolutely worth pick twenty five. He is always, always two steps ahead. Like his football IQ, uh, you can tell from his film that he studies film like a madman. He always knows what guys are running, and he's able to anticipate and break early on stuff, undercut stuff, bait quarterbacks into making uh making bad throws. Like one of my negatives on him, Justin, is like when he's playing with cushion, he'll almost anticipate it too early to where like there's a too much space underneath, like say on a corner route. Like he anticipates the corner route. They'll both they'll run the corner route, but he kind of broke on it too early where he didn't allow like himself to get into that stem of the wide receiver. This guy would be a beautiful fit, and he was used as a blitzer a ton at Alabama, you know, and he had 14 tackles for loss. Now, he's not someone who I'm going to sit there and put him in the box and have him play the run, but he does, you know, he had 14 tackles for a loss because he plays fast like a bat out of a hell and shoots through gaps, you know. Like, this is a guy you can move all over the field. Really, the negative is he doesn't have the long speed that you desire. And I think that's what stops him from being an A-plus player and for me being an A player. Um, because he, like you said, like if he's in man coverage on a vertical, like he, those guys will uncover. You know, there was, you know, versus Texas, a guy, you know, he got a touchdown score on him, Texas on a, on a vertical from off coverage. So that's like the big negative on him, but he does everything else so, so, so damn well. Yeah, Brian Branch for sure. 30 and three quarters uh, inch arms. Do we care about our arm length for safeties? I think sometimes we yeah, do. As, not as, as much as corner, but yes. No, I mean, it's, and I think it is It is important to talk about. I did write it down for every single one of these safeties because if they are playing slot corner or lining up as a slot corner, I think it matters. Uh, turning 20 uh, is 21, turning 22 in the month, month of October. So that is a guy that is that is kind of young. And I think he He's might the be the like, youngest guy in this class. For The his, youngest guy for, in this class. The youngest guy that we're Antonio at least. Johnson, who we're, right. I don't like and we're not talking about. 
Right. 3.3 missed tackle rate, uh, 3.3% missed tackle rate this past year. Didn't miss a single tackle in 2021 and has a 2.3% missed tackle rate in his career at Alabama. I think tackling well for safeties is very, very important because especially if you're the last line of defense, if you're playing deep safety, uh, that is the difference between even if it's a 20 yard gain, it's a difference between a 20 yard gain and it's a difference between a touchdown. So very, very important. You mentioned the high football IQ. I also have that he's fearless. He's fearless and he's and he plays bigger than his size. Like he's 190 pounds, which is kind of light for a safety. You kind of want those safeties to be pushing a little over 200, right? You know, just so you're not getting kind of blown up in the NFL going up against tight ends. You don't want to get overpowered, right? Very little weakness to his game, which I haven't wrote. I haven't written that note down a lot throughout all this kind of this draft process yet, where I included it as like a plus that there are very few weaknesses to his game. Like there isn't one that's glaring besides like maybe his size and his like lack of athleticism, right? Uh, 24 run stops, nine forced incompletions, nine pass deflections. Each of the last three years, he is lining up a lot in the slot. So that's why he's getting those PDs, uh, knows how to make a play on the football, multiple driving pass breaks, breakups, knows, knows how to read the QB's eyes. Bobby, here's my question to you. What's his role? What position does he play in the NFL? Because we have seen like make Fitzpatrick, We've seen him make the transition from being a slot corner. He was a safety at Alabama too, kind of played both. And then, you know, finally, when he got to Pittsburgh, traded, you know, traded away from Miami, he said, I want to be a safety. I know I could be good at a safety. And then he's flourished. I am watching Brian Branch and myself in my brain, I'm thinking that he's a slot corner. What is his role in the NFL? To me, he's just like a safety. You know, okay. like he'll get slot corner roll reps, and this would be the be- like this would be the beauty with Wink Martindale in the short term. You have two players, both from Alabama, who are very versatile. So you can do a lot of these things. Like they will switch roles. You know, they'll you know move deep. Like he didn't play a ton deep because he played more of that star nickel role for Alabama, but like he obviously has the ability to do it and to be able to make plays from there. So you know, like you play him kind of like in that overhang role. Um, you know, so it's – and then, like, you know, McKinney's going to be better playing in the box. Like, he's more physical and strong. But, obviously, Brian Branch, like we said, youngest safety in this class outside of Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M by, like, a couple – like, by less than a month. Um, so, he can add some bulk and some strength to his game. To me, he's just a guy who you get on the field and, and you move him all around. And he's – like, he's got the football IQ to where that shouldn't be an issue for him. My, here's my question for you. Pick twenty five. What you, the Giants draft Brian Branch? What's your reaction? Like, say it's Brian Branch over Zay Flowers. I'm happy because Brian Branch, in my brain, Brian Branch is a better prospect and a better player right now than Zay Flowers, and I and I and I think he is going to project better than Zay Flowers too, especially because they're you know the size of this wide receiver class you know isn't that great with some of these guys, so. I just, I just can't see in Wink Martindale's defense, and I know there's versatility. I know guys are moving around a ton. In a system that runs a lot of single high safety, Branch has not run a lot of single high safety at Alabama, so it's tough for me to project. And also, I think Branch would be either the slowest or the second slowest safety on the team right now. I know Bobby McCain is, is, is not very fast at all. So Branch is not the best athlete to have back out there as a single high safety kind of flowing played that role last year for wink right but then you put him in the box and he's 190 pounds so branch is a great player and i and i fully trust that he can grow into that that's why in my brain right now and this this could be so wrong and i will never claim to be like an nfl draft uh guru or anything in my brain right now he's a slot corner well, that's what you can play the star role, which is like you're not in the box and you're not technically as a you know in that nickel corner spot. Um, and then you know we saw Wink evolve to run some too high safety stuff. Like he'll, he'll right. fit well in there. Um, I would feel good about that. Like I, I think he's just someone you move all around the field, right? Like yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting him at single high safety because that's not where he's gonna be his best. But we have someone in Xavier McKinney that can play there. So, right. which um, if he's picked at 25, I'm confident that this competent coaching staff has a plan and a role for him. And I'm, ex- and I'm very excited about that. 100%. Like, I feel like he really is the embodiment of smart, tough, dependable. 
yeah, Giants need playmakers on defense, especially in the secondary. Um, and Brian Branch would be that for him. All right, do you got anything else on Branch? No, no. Excited to see where he goes. Uh, I feel like it's it's Branch and Kalijah Cansey that two players that we've looked at so far, Bobby. And in terms of the pick 25 conversation, it's been like, these guys probably shouldn't be there, but maybe they will. And they are really enticing us right now. Next on this list is, is a guy you can do some dot connecting to the Giants, and that is Penn State's own Jair Brown, five foot eleven, two hundred three pounds. Uh kind of did you know he's had ten interceptions the last two se- uh, two seasons, seven tackles for a loss, four and a half sacks, seventy four tackles. He was did it all for Penn State. Justin, he's a very physical safety with reps all over the field. I see his uh, his his spot in the NFL being in the box which fits but he is physical man he knows how to take on blocks and I saw you share some clips on Twitter where they'd be in goal line situations they'd put him straight up at edge and he would play it well you know had a multiple times down at the goal line (laughs) um if you're playing I I I wouldn't put him at you know center field because I don't think uh he has the speed for that but he has a speed you know ability to play in that too high and he gets he's got a fast downhill trigger to the run game this is a guy who is physical takes on blocks and will be a big hitter a good tackler and and help you in the run game which the Giants need like Jair Brown is like the best like fit slash value I think for the Giants at safety for the if we're just talking about year 2023 what's the grade you have on him uh, like high third, high third. Okay, right on. Um, this actually, is no, fir- I have him as a wait. Yeah, wait, no. Yes, I have him as a high third. Sorry, I read that wrong. This is the first guy this draft season that I have. Dude just loves football. He's a football guy. Um, <laughs> that was that was literally my first note. He brings the physicality and coverage against tight ends and bigger wide receivers too. He's not shy about sacrificing this body. He shows that in the run game, um, willing to throw his body out there. But he still he brings the pop. But he's not he's not an under control player. I was about to say, well, he's an under control player. I think that's the biggest flaw of of Brown is that he is a huge risk taker and I think that shows up in against the run where sometimes he's he takes some bad angles and then QBs will bait him into mistakes as well but if you're putting him in the box yeah that's that's him playing from deep which I agree on but in the NFL like I see this guy's home being like pretty much down in the box yeah for sure and he still does have like solid ball production you mentioned the 10 interceptions 18 pass deflections to go with those 10 interceptions over the last two seasons only player in this draft class with double digit interceptions over the last two seasons he's voted senior captain in 2022 the giants did meet with him i believe at the combine and we know the giants like that leadership yeah i think he's the only safety we can connect the dots on in a meeting right yeah uh and they're an NFL scout said, I wish all of our guys practice like this dude would make my job a lot easier. Known driven competitor and earned the Iron Lion Award for his strength and training work in the PS the PSU program. Hey, special teams talk, people love it. Made plays on punt coverage, including a forced fumble in 2022, and dependable started every game over the last two seasons. Yeah, so this is to me. This makes sense. Where wherever he goes, like if he's going in the second round, then then I I don't really want Jair Brown. But if the Giants like, hey, they you know they recognize like he's best player available in their third round, or if this guy slips into the fourth round, which I can see happening with him. Like I th- I just think he's a, a good fit. Obviously, the Giants met with him and have, or so they have interest in him. Uh, the only like I said, the only safety that they've that they've met with so far up to this point that at least has been reported. Um, they've met with, uh, I don't Marte even know. If he, yeah. I don't even know if he's a safety, but I think he's going to play linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he's a small linebacker. He's like 210 pounds. Yeah. And there's literally no film on him. And there's like no to watch film fi- on him. To watch film on him, you got to watch the senior bowl. Yeah. So I can't wait to, you know, when the giants draft this old, player who's coming off of a major injury that throws us for a major loop even though we're like their giants aren't drafting this guy right even though they yeah and he's them. like 28 like 38 years old he's old yeah he's very he's very old and he's coming off a major injury it's one of the it's one of those things where it's like why are you meeting with him 
<laughs> and a small school. I guess they're casting a wider net because they're able to do that this year because they have more, you know, they had their scouting staff together for a whole year and everything like that. So I guess it's good that they're casting a wider net. This safety position is pretty old in general. Like, yeah. Again, there there is um, there's three players in this class who are 21 that are projected to go drafted. Brian I think Branch, I have a take. Antonio Johnson, and then uh, Hickman out of Ohio State. We're gonna we're gonna find out after this year. I think media draft boards possibly give a little bias to older players because they have more of a sample size. But NFL teams may not view it like that. Where if if Joe Shane, we'll see with this year's draft class. I, I was thinking about this. It's like, well, why why did the Giants draft all these players last year that we never heard of? It's because they're buried underneath draft boards because they don't have a lot of experience. There's not a lot of tape on them, and then people aren't going to go watch them because they're just super young versus the guys that have more stats over three, four years, people will watch. So we'll find that out this year. That's just a little rant that I have. All right, Jair Brown, you're a good fit. Next on the list, we're hitting Alabama again. Let's double dip on Alabama safeties. I mean, Giants, Landon Collins, Xavier McKinney. They love their Alabama safeties and getting a safety Jordan battle who basically is like the best, like prototypical safety or like the most prototypical safety in this class. Like he's got a defined the way he plays six foot one, 209 pounds. So the size you look for like, and he has the IQ for the safety spot that you desire. Now, when you watch battle, you're not going to go out there and watch. Wow. Looking to make this play. Looking to make this play. He makes plays, but he just kind of, always just does his job and he does his job well right like if he's playing single high he's gonna cover the deep post you know he's playing too high he knows how to play pass it you know uh to you know what to bite on and what to just kind of stay in place and stop them from you know challenging you deep when he's playing down the box like he passes stuff off well so he's just really really smart player playing zone and he's just never out of place like there's not been a single rep that i watched of him where he was out of place um and i think he's got like he does he's not a burner but he does have adequate speed for the for the deep safety spot despite the 40 times not being great uh and i think his best ability justin is just he's got nice hip flip and acceleration to cover those deep things so he's just a player who you watch him in alabama it's not super fun but he's never out of place but he's also not a huge playmaker either yeah, Jordan Battle, 32-inch arms, uh, 22 now, turning 23 in the month of December. He played, like, the safety position, right? You know, where you watch well, A lot of guys like, in college are downhill, quick, fast, taking chances, playing nickel corner. He just, like, played safety like he yeah. played in the NFL. Right, which for my simpleton brain is good. It's, it's, it's easy to watch, easy to translate, right? Very balanced player. That's, like, the main overall point that I have. Very balanced player. It just feels like he's a lock to be a solid player in the league. You know, I maybe not going to light the world on fire, but it's just a lock that he's going to be a solid player in this league. I mean, you know, he was with Alabama, team captain in 2022. I think, yeah, he played under Urban Meyer for a year and then transferred once Urban Meyer left Ohio State and then was a three-year starter for, for Nick Saban. You know, if you're coming in right away and you're playing for Nick Saban, plus you're playing two years, plus you're a team captain, plus you've had some good tape and good film throughout the years, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Jordan Battle is going to be a, a solid NFL player for for quite a while. I do think he fits, but I don't I don't necessarily know if he's a fit for the Giants because I think he fits like the prototypical too high scheme very well, kind of half field responsibilities. I think he can kind of flourish in in that kind of role. Yeah, um, I would like to see like see, even like coming up and playing the run, like he fills his lanes correctly. Um, he plays it smart. He uh, is a good tackler in tight quarters. A little in the open field, he can get sauce a little bit uh, and take some, you know, bad angles and not have that burst to the ball. But again, like for his size, you'd like to see him like have some more flash in the run game. Where it's just like, nope, plays is you know fits in the run, whether it's on the outside or or coming up down the down the gut. He just plays it well, and I just want to see a little more aggressiveness and like a a trigger in him to go there and bust stuff up. But uh, I have him as the second highest rated guy after his teammate and Brian branch. Um, but he's, again, he's just not the most exciting player in the world. Like he's going to come and do his job. So yeah, I agree. I, I see his role being in a too high safety position, but again, like this is a guy who's very coachable. Like 
I can see him being with the Giants where, again, he can play center field. He can play too high. He can come down in the box. Like, he's got the size and, and the strength to come down in the box. Um, yeah, I, I, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Love. Yep. You know. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, I mean, he, he does his job well. You know, yeah. so now I, I have him, like, he's the only other player outside of Brian Branch that I have, like, he's I have him as, like, a, a low second-round pick where everybody else is third-round or below outside of him and his teammate Brian Branch. 32-inch arms, 210 pounds. He's got, he's like, the a best good size, at, like, yeah. out of, besides J.L. Skinner, but J.L. Skinner's, like, a tall, lanky freak. Yeah. Um, freak. Weirdo. Like, he, he just kind of fits, like, when you... You know, put generic safety on Madden. Jordan Battle kind of fits that. So, um, Weird why don't we talk about something else? Outside, let's talk about safety. Let's talk about safety. No, not the one that you're thinking of, but safety for the brain, because that is what better help is going to do for your brain. It's safety for the brain. That's going to be the new slogan. This show is sponsored by. Better help, safety for the brain. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always working and growing and changing. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, especially, I mean, if you're worried about what the Giants are doing at 25, if you're anxious, if you're just pacing, if you can't even go outside and experience this beautiful uh, um, north northeast corridor line. That's that's the New Jersey Transit line that runs through that runs through New Jersey. What is this called? The tri-state area. There we go. Can't experience this beautiful tri-state area weather that we have going on right now. Well, then I think you need to give therapy a try. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp. They're a great option. They're flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Giants today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash Giants. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did. Be glad you did. Next guy on this list, Georgia, the dogs. And we know the Giants love the dogs. And it's safety, Christopher Smith. This was a late ad, and I'm glad we did add him to this. Um, this man is aggressive. And he can be a risk taker, but I also don't see him out of place very often. Sometimes, but, you know, it doesn't it doesn't happen often. So he played in that too high safety role. And he is someone who is going to have production like he had three interceptions uh in 2022 and 2021 he is reading the qb reading route uh, combinations and undercutting stuff from there like he plays aggressive and downhill you're running the ball out on the perimeter he will play come from 20 yards deep and meet you out at the line of scrimmage like and he will and he will lay a hit for a guy who's not big at five foot 11 192 pounds justin um you know, like he he flies around the uh, field and then just is aggressive, like in those in those coverages to undercut and take chances on stuff, and and has a pretty good job like anticipating what they're doing. Um, the things that are holding him back are uh, not many, you know, reps in man coverage, and when he's playing off man, his hips can get turned pretty easily, which will leave you getting beat deep. Um, and then if he does have some tight man coverage, like on a bigger tight end, he can struggle with the size and, and kind of get out physical. Um, but this is a guy who knows how to play football. The question is, does he have like the speed size to fit in the NFL? Because I, I can, I see him as a deep guy. Like he kind of reminds me, eh, never mind. Ooh, no, I, it was going to be a bad comparison. Ah, do it. No. Whisper it to me. No, it's a bad comparison. Oh, no. Bobby doesn't want to be mean. 31 and 1 inch, one eighth inch arms. Uh, 22 turning 23 in the month of May. Um, Kirby Smart has praised his leadership and toughness. That's something that we like here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, special teams experience. Over 300 snaps. Uh, everything that he's done, Bobby... This is why it's so impressive that, you know, he's logged like 550 snaps logged at free safety. Like this guy has been a free safety, Christopher Smith, throughout his entire, basically his career. He's been a free safety. So 
all the plays. And I think he has the range and instincts to play center field yeah. too. Like yeah, he's, I, like I you agree. said, you look at four six two forty, not good. But on tape, he plays faster than that forty time. Yeah, I mean, it's so impressive that like because he is a free safety, five hundred fifty snaps. It's so impressive that he's very willing to move up and forward, whether it be against the run or the pass, you know, moving up and forward, making a play on the football, making a play on the ball carrier, whether it is against the run or the pass. So um, he's reliable in coverage. I think he's willing to meet the receivers at the catch point to force some incompletions. This is a guy that I, I do see fitting on the Giants because he can play that center field spot if the Giants aren't married to, you know, adding a slot corner or, or, or anything like that, um, you know. I, I can envision Christopher Smith being a value pick in this draft that he can be added and play, you know, kind of that deep center field safety. But, you know, does he have the athleticism? Does he have the speed that Joe Shane and Wink Martindale are looking for? Is there a threshold that they look at with their with their safeties? Uh, I don't know. A lot of these safeties don't meet that kind of threshold of where the other safeties are at in terms of their 40 times on the roster right now. Yeah, but again, like, I, I think he plays faster. And I always remember yeah, the clip sure. of... Joe Shane to come. I can't remember if it was with the Giants. It was with the it was with the Bills. And I think it was talking about Gabe Davis. And it's like they were like, I hope he runs a little slower because you know we like him and like, you know ah. like didn't want him to pick up big four. And I th- I think Christopher Smith Christopher Smith could be that guy uh, where it's like yeah he doesn't have a good forty time, but like he has like I said the range and the instincts to play center field, and that's a big part of playing center field. You have guys who have the speed, and it's like they're always a second lane, like Jason Pinnock who's new to the safety position, like he's got all the athleticism to play deep, but he doesn't have the instincts or like like kind of the football IQ to do that stuff yet. Um, we'll see how he grows as a player in year three. So, yeah, I, I ha- he's my third safety. Really? Like, I have him over Jair Brown, and I think Jair Brown is, is a better fit for the Giants. But to me, and I, I'm not a big fan of Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M, who we scrapped out of this. Like, to me, it's... It's it's Branch Battle Smith. Wow, and then Jair Brown. Um, I do think uh, one one final point on on Christopher Smith. You know, if you're worried about oh, well, he can't flow side on the sideline. You know, with the you know if he if he has those speed questions right, but it doesn't fully show show up on film. I think it's very valuable having a guy with good instincts that's able to come up and play what's in front of him and move forward. Right, I think that's very very valuable in today's game because. If there's going to be teams that continue to decrease their average depth of target and utilize the quick game more, I think that's where safeties can sometimes be really valuable, where you want to limit yards after the catch. If guys are going to be put in pre-snap motion and guys are going to be schemed open, a safety that can come down, limit yards after the catch and limit a big play, even though the balls may be thrown behind the sticks, that's really important. And free safeties aren't just for those deep pass attempts that are you know breaking up the ball or getting an interception. And safety is the ultimate, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter how f- your 40 time is, how mo- how good are you at reading what offenses are doing and be able to make a play on it. Because, again, a second makes up a huge, huge difference. You know, it makes it up a 10-yard difference. So if you got a guy who runs a 4-3-8, but he plays late, like, a, you know, you know, a Nick Cross out of Maryland last year or somebody, and then you have, you know, uh, Christopher Smith who runs a 4-6, well, guess what? Christopher Smith plays faster than Nick Cross, even though Nick Cross is a faster player. So, um, the next guy on this list is basically the only one who had a good forty time, and that's Sidney Brown out of Illinois. Uh, we watched him down the Senior Bowl and was pretty impressed with the way he played. Like he had a good Senior Bowl week. Uh, now he's five foot ten, two hundred eleven pounds. He's you know a fifth year senior, but he ran a four four seven forty, a forty and a half inch vertical jump, bench press of twenty three reps, like killed the combine, uh, and he's been starting games for Illinois f- since two thousand eighteen. Like Daniel Jones last year in college, Sidney Brown was starting for Illinois in those years. He's just kind of a short, yoked up safety who plays at hundred miles per hour, um, and I see him like having to play in the box. Like there's so many good there's he's a fun player to watch Justin, but there's negatives and this is a player who's like I think this guy's a good college player, but I don't know how well this guy's going to translate to the NFL and he might be like limited to the box cuz he does good things from other areas, but there's all, like he has some awesome man coverage reps, right? But he'll also get beat at the catch at at the at the, you know, the break of the route pretty consistently. Um you know, he's got, you know, 
he does have center field range, but he doesn't have really great feel for zone or, or recognition to close windows in it. Um, but again, in the box is when you see the most fun version of Sidney Brown. Like he plays strong, uh, de- despite being five foot ten, um, and he can he can make plays in the run game. Like he gets physical and and he has good dip and he goes he gets under guys' pads and turns their shoulders. Yeah, Brown's got thirty one and a half inch arms. Uh, he's twenty three, turning twenty four next March. He is ripped and he is yoked. I mean, he's ripped like a superhero. Absolutely. Now. If the football grump was on here, Bobby, I think he would agree with you in some areas, but he also may disagree with you because this is what our, our friend, the football grump, had to say, who I think is very good at evaluating um, you know, spe- uh, safeties and secondary players. He's so good. There's guys that come along and it looks like they're playing at an entirely different speed because they play with such good instincts, anticip- anticipation, and athleticism. He is him. Bobby Skinner had a very good senior bowl and that's where Grump kind of fell in love with him. And I guarantee he went back and he watched more and then continued to fall in love with him. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's like for every positive, there's a negative. Like we talked about him being in the box. He's a bad tackler and not just like an open field gets juke tackler, like in, in the box type of tackling. Um, you know, there's some awesome man coverage reps. Like he has like awesome, you know, reps and he had six interceptions this last season and they weren't like garbage interceptions either. But you also will see him go against tight ends and get consistently beat at the break of the route. And he can recover pretty well, but can he recover in the NFL? Um, he makes some fun plays and you know from deep safety, but he also doesn't really, to me, have like the the great recognition for what offenses are running and doesn't close windows enough as much as he can make plays. So that's where I'm at with Sidney Brown. It's like he's a fun football player to watch, but to me, it's like for every positive that he has. There's a negative, and then we're talking about a guy who's 24 years old and five foot ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was so if he was six foot one and 22, I'm like, let's go, let's go, yeah. top of the third, end of second type guy. But to me, there's just, I, I don't know how much he's going to grow out of his negatives. Sure, sure. There was this one play against Wisconsin where you know it was a run play. He's going up against a tight end. He gets extension. And then when he's, you know, when he wants to make a play on the football, when he wants to go after the ball carrier, he sheds and he just like tosses, tosses this, you know, this is a Wisconsin tight end too. So odds are, you know, he's 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and at least 245, 250 pounds. So just tosses him like it's nothing, tosses him like a ragdoll. So he's yoked. It shows up sometimes and then other times. Other times the Minnesota tight end is just working them all, all game. There you go. Coverage. There you go. The Iowa tight end did call him the best safety he's ever faced. Who's Sam Laporta? Yes. That's, hey, I, again, I think he's a really good college player. My question is, I don't know if he has enough. I think he has too many negatives to really thrive in the NFL. Fair. The next guy on this list is my brother out of Boise State, J.L. Skinner. There also was a hockey st- uh, player Bobby Skinner from Boise State, and he died. So it used to be when you searched oh, no. Bobby Skinner, his name would show up. But this is J.L. Skinner, who is an alien. Six foot four, 209 pounds. Now, he tore his pec training, so he wasn't able to test the combine, but I, I'm pretty sure he would have tested well. He is a lanky and versatile safety who brings value in different spots. Um, I think he's got good speed and, and bursts the ball. Um change of direction is i think fine for a size but not great to me he needs to add strength right because he does have a lanky frame like you know he weighs one less pa- pound one less pound than Sidney brown and he's six inches taller than him right um and he operated best out of like the robber role and playing in the box and then in the run like he kind of struggles taking on blocks shows hesitancy um can take bad angles and lead to missed tackles. JL Skinner is a money towards pack, but is like a let's let him sit a year and, and see what we can get out of this player because he's got the size, he's got the athleticism, he's just kind of got to get a better feel. But you see flashes of it. Like he has, he's had good production at Boise too. Yeah, a lot of the players that we've talked about so far have done well despite their size and it's their football IQ. It's that they play like madmen. It's that they're willing to sacrifice their bodies, right? And they make plays on football, right? They make plays on the football. JL Skinner is good, is solid because of his frame, 
you know, 32 inch arms, six, four, um, you know, but like, but like Bobby mentioned where there hasn't been a lot of guys that we've talked about that have been good because of their frame. Um, so he's physical and big. I think that's the most appealing thing about him. I didn't have the most fun watching JL Skinner. I want to see him playing man coverage more. Like Boise's like that's where I want to see him because he's got the ability to run with guys. He's got the size where it's like that's where he can find his role and then just kind of make him a little more physical. Like you know, kind of coach him up to be more physical and be better in the box. Like that's where I want to see him. But Boise State really didn't put him in those situations too very often. Or if they did, the it was slot? like off man. Put him in the slot. Well, no, that's you a big him. slot. I didn't say put him in the slot. You put no, him in but I'm just coverage. saying, why not? No, he's he doesn't have the like the f- the foot speed and and be able to match releases to play All slot. All right, I thought we get crazy. Him, we're cover, We're having him cover tight ends. No, he's you couldn't you can't put him in there. Um, I thought we get crazy. Any relation, by the way? Yeah, it's my brother. Oh, okay. Six foot four safety. It's kind of kind of insane. Um. But again, I, I think he's got good feel for the safety spot. Like he reads QBs well. Like he shuts down progressions. He closes windows. If you make a mistake, he'll he'll pounce on it and and ball production. Um, it's just it's just where where do you find the role for him? Because he can play you know a little deep, even though he played mostly in the box. Um, but to me, it's like if I'm his coach, I'm one. We're gonna we'll add a little bit of muscle. Let's get you like let's get you more physical and let's get you better on the run game and then you can be a hell of a weapon covering in man coverage. Right on. All right, next on this list kind of another, you know, another guy who I think is like understands the safety position. That's Jamie Robinson out of Florida State, 5'11", 191 pounds. Again, I think he's a, a versatile safety who plays all uh all over the field pretty well um for his size he's not the fastest but he does have speed like good speed and burst like it's, it's solid but just for his size you'd like to see more out of there uh, but i think he's a smooth player like he is another guy maybe not to like the same like way that jordan battle is who just plays safety the right way like he turns his zone into man with good route anticipation um you know his man coverage like skills he's able to kind of stick in the hip and stay with guys um, not overly aggressive, but fits into the run well. Like I think he's, you know, an older, not quite the same size and athleticism version of Jordan Battle, who I think can bring you value wherever you're dra- Like you know, if you're drafting this guy in the fourth or fifth round, uh, I think he brings you value. And again, in the run game, like he has a plan of attack to take on blocks, and on the perimeter where he doesn't have like the size disadvantage of playing O line and tight ends. Like there was a play where they run a swing pass, and he just runs through a wide receiver and helps make a tackle. So I like Jamie Robinson. I think he's going to be a solid player in the NFL. Jamie Robinson's super fun because he's really small. <laughs> 29 and 58 inch arms, 22 turning 23 next January. He plays like a box safety, but he like does not have that size. Like he just does not have the size of a box safety. He plays like a firecracker and hits like one two. He's a balls to the wall player. Uh, I think he takes good angles on the field. He's very agile. He bounces like a bunny around that football field. Um, he had ninety nine yeah. tackles this past year. Five yeah. sacks. Five interceptions over the last two seasons. Twelve sacks over the last two seasons. Um, he's a good. He's like he's a good player. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a great player in the NFL, but I think he's going to be a good depth safety for a long time. Like, I think yeah. this is a guy who, you know, plays in the NFL and at least finishes out his rookie team as a depth safety. Yeah, right on. Uh, he had 23 bench press reps, which is kind of nuts, kind of crazy. 13 double-digit tackle, 13 double-digit tackle games. Um, has not missed a game during his four-year college career. So if you're like, oh, can his body hold up? Um, at least it held up in... The college game, you know, lo and behold, if he's drafted to the Giants, he'll miss the first eight games of his rookie year. And that's just how it goes here in East Rutherford. So um, he's a weird eval, but super fun player. Weird eval because it's like, dude, you're super small, yet you play like you're 20 pounds larger. And I wonder, I want to know why he transferred from South Carolina. Like he started at South Carolina. I want to know why he transferred, but you saw his production go up once once he left there maybe it's nil stuff or something i I don't know do you think uh i mean i here's my theory he's kind of built like a slot corner maybe they tried putting him in a corner 
there's a lot of corner depth. And, you know, there's a lot of corner depth in South Carolina. We literally just previewed two of them uh, this past week. Goes over to Florida State and plays safety and does well. That's a theory. Yeah, we should look. We should have looked that up before. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Let's do it right now. And then we'll let's do it the right pod. now. We got time. We have we'll so the- much time. Why did transfer? Why did Jamie Robinson transfer? And made a business de- decision. Is that his socials post? Quote unquote business decision. It's a business decision. A lot of things in life are business decisions. Me transferring. Hold on. I don't want to pay. Ah, come on, thestate.com. I don't want to freaking pay for this article. Nope. All right, let's try Charlotte Observer. Shout out Research Rick. Don't make us pay for articles. Me transferring that didn't make me lose any friends. It was just a business decision. I made it. You got to pay for every article. So maybe if Tough. Research Rick has a a subscription to the Charlotte Observer, we can we can find out about him. All right, Justin, three episodes next week. Linebackers on Monday, offensive line on Wednesday, which will basically be all interior offensive line, and then tight ends uh, and running backs on the Friday's pod, and then Monday wide receivers. Like we have a I know it's it's not in season, but you have a Monday talking Giants for the next 4 weeks. So we're gonna be, we're gonna be coming at you hot and heavy. Three weeks, three episodes next week, and then it's and then it's draft week, and then so very excited about that. Um, linebacker and interior offensive line are two positions I'm excited to talk about. Tight end and running back is a position that I haven't done a ton of evals on, but there's guys that the Giants have visited with, so I'm excited to look at those guys and and see where they go. And those are just two positions that are fun to talk about. And then wide receiver, I'm gonna feel bad. Like, not talking about 20 players. Like, there's too many wide receivers yep. to talk about. Like, that's going to be an episode where it's like, why don't you talk about this guy? Why don't you talk about this guy? Like, I almost want to do, like, a bonus wide receiver podcast, but we're not going to do that. So, Not going to do that. So, um, which means, like, do we even do Quentin Johnson? Like, people have their opinion on him. Like, do we do him? Because we don't think he's going to be there. You know, like, do we do? do like, I don't think we're going to do Giants met with him. That's true. Our, uh, they met with him at a pro. Like, J, I, we're not, I don't think we should do JSN. The yeah, chances of him being there are very slim. Did did the football group put him as a day two wide receiver? I don't know. I didn't see that. I need to. I, that's actually one of the things that I wanted. He, he, so go subscribe to the football group. Um, he made his own, like, draft channel. I think his own, like, football channel. So, so go subscribe to him. Um I don't know. I'm not even going to put words in his mouth that I'm not. I saw a graphic and day two and JSN's name was there. So I'm like, that's a take. Not even going to disagree. Not even going to agree. I will. We'll talk about that. He's <laughs> going to be with us on our on draft night. So we'll, we'll we talk are, about that then. We are talking about Jonathan Mingo, by the way. I don't care what. Yeah, Mingo's on the list. I don't care. Oh, he doesn't fit Joe Shane. You know, he's not 5'8". We're talking about Jonathan Mingo and how he's going to be a good receiver. We started this draft process. Also, can we talk about the wide receiver room is not that small? Like, Paris Campbell is 6'1". Juan Dale is really the only small one, besides Jamison Crowder, who might not even make the team. Way to, way to bust the narrative there, Bobby. Um, they just get guys that are like have slot versatility. But we started this draft process... And Jonathan Mingo was looked at as like a fifth or a fourth rounder. And now he's like cracking the top 100. And I'm really pissed. Very That's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. We will see you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. And then we're coming at you hard next week. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.